You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Profit Podcast. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long. With your host. Calvin Wright. Welcome back, everybody, to the Profit Podcast. It's a very, very, very special episode because today, today is August 30th. We're almost to September, and September is the start of the NFL football season. Yes, we are less than two weeks away from NFL football coming back. Can you believe we made it? Can you believe we made it? I will be honest. There were times when I had my doubts. There were times when they announced that you can't go outside that I thought to myself, hmm, NFL may not happen, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. NFL is happening. NFL is happening, and so is fantasy football. Your drafts, if, if you're a normal person, you're probably drafting right about now, next week or so. So no better time. Then the profit, 2020 approved, profit approved, my guys, whatever you want to call it, the running backs. Running backs that I am targeting. And these are guys that I chose not, not based on, oh, I think this guy is going to be the number one overall guy. Yeah, okay, Saquon or Christian McCaffrey doesn't matter. Only two people get those guys. Only, only one person gets to choose. Only one person in your league is going to get to choose between Saquon and Christian McCaffrey. And it probably won't be you. So why would I spend a podcast or a video talking about that? It doesn't matter to most people. What matters are the guys going in rounds three, rounds four, rounds five, round six, round seven. They could win you your league. Everyone's going to have an opportunity to draft them. Everyone's going to pass on them. You're going to pick them. You're going to win your league, and you're going to laugh in your opponent's face. You're going to, hey, wow, you were stupid. You passed on this year's breakout running back. The running back position, though, so important, so incredibly important in fantasy football. Look, I know I know, wide receivers, they get points. Quarterbacks, they get a lot of points, too. If you got Lamar Jackson last year, you were very, very well off. But the running back position is interesting because unlike the quarterback position, Lamar Jackson broke out. But if you had Kyler Murray, it was number seven. It was number seven. You did well. At the running back position, though, if you missed out, man, you were screwed last year. If you missed out on some of those good guys, even if you got Joe Mixon, you were screwed for half the season. Goodness, the running back position is so thin, especially this year. This year seems thinner than ever. But I'm here to I'm here to quench your thirst for running back sleepers that can break out with the 2020 profit approved running back podcast. So I will be honest, uh, I've made a lot of TikToks about most of these guys, but I'm going to go a little more into depth than I do on TikTok. So the number one running back that I'm targeting is Leonard Fournette. I want to talk about Leonard Fournette because I've only talked about Leonard Fournette on uh, TikToks 
and I only have 60 seconds, which is not enough time for me to talk about Leonard Fournette. I could talk about Leonard Fournette for about an hour and a half before I uh, got tired. That's that's actually my record time. But Leonard Fournette, let's let's take a look at the stats or the facts, just just the cold, hard facts of what Leonard Fournette did last year in what many thought was the worst situation imaginable on a team with a six-round backup quarterback, no clear wide receiver one, one did emerge, but going into the season, it was an ugly situation. And Leonard Fournette managed to finish as the number seven running back last year. He did that with only three touchdowns, with only three touchdowns. The, the main concern people had for Leonard Fournette was, oh, he, he, he can't catch the ball. People like making excuses about Leonard Fournette. He can't catch the ball. He, he won't be involved in the passing game. No, 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 no PPR points. I'm not drafting him. What did Leonard Fournette kind of do? He came out, was fourth in targets with 100 targets, and he had 76 receptions for 522 yards. Both those numbers ranked fifth at the running back position. Oh, he also had 265 carries for 1,152 yards, which was sixth in the league. Very productive guy. Top five receiving running back and number six rushing running back. Finished number seventh overall with only three touchdowns. That's what I call a good season. That's what I call a good season. Number two in weighted opportunities. Fantasy points per game, 17.3. Running blocking efficiency. 38th in the league. Horrible offensive line. Yet he finished as the number seven guy. That's 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 pretty impressive. Pretty impressive if I do say so myself. He created 478 yards, which was eighth in the league. That's yards above and beyond what was blocked for. Um, he faced 7.1 average defenders in the box, fourth most in the league. This is including fullbacks on goal line carries. Stacked front carry rate, 32%, fifth in the league. That's a percentage of carries with eight or greater defenders in the box. He had a horrible hand dealt to him, and yet he finished as the number seven overall running back. That's 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 good. That's good, guys. And now what's happening? The situation's better. Offensive line is a bit better. You know, not amazing, but it's a bit better. Gardner Minshew, he, he's in as quarterback. They've got some uh, some reliability there. They know who's quarterback. Um, DJ Shark, he's emerged. The offense as a whole is better. He's in a contract year. You know, taped a $100 bill to his pad, says he's playing, he's, he's running with an attitude. And what does the fantasy football community say? They say, I don't care. I don't care if he's healthy. I don't care if he's, you know, second in weighted opportunities. I don't care if he's productive. I don't care if he's scoring touchdowns. I don't care. He's bad. The fantasy football community has decided to hate Leonard Fournette. That's the cool thing to do. The cool thing to do. Remember in remember in uh, high school or middle school when uh, people would carry their backpacks with just one, one strap around the shoulder because that was cool, even though your mom was like, hey, that's going to give you back issues in the future, and now you're older and your back is broken or whatever. But that was the cool thing to do. And even though you know it's going to hurt you, you did it because that was cool. And you wanted your other buddies to think you're cool. That's how it is in fantasy football. 
the fantasy football community, I don't know who's at the head of it, who's heading it up, Matthew Bear, I don't know. They decided, hey, this year's trend, we hate Leonard Fournette. And all these analysts on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram said, oh boy, okay, I'll, I'll hate Leonard Fournette too. And if anyone comes in with a voice opposing the hatred of Leonard Fournette, saying, hey guys, he, he did well last year, the situation's better, they make excuses and they try to explain why Leonard Fournette, even going in the fifth round, is a horrible draft choice. I saw a highly touted fantasy football analyst make a big post about how Leonard Fournette does not check any boxes when it comes to a good fantasy football running back. And a comment said, well, if you can get him like in the fifth or sixth round. And the guy said, no, that's still too early for a running back. Fifth or sixth round, a workhorse running back is too, what? In his main reasoning, the main reasoning, he said, good fantasy football running backs are the product of good NFL teams. So I guess we're forgetting Christian McCaffrey or 2019 Leonard Fournette when he was on, you know, worst situation, finished number seventh overall. I guess we're forgetting Joe Mixon's second half of the season. Austin Eckler team isn't great. He did he did well. Hey, Nick Chubb has been good. <laughs> no, he's wrong. Yes, it does help when your team's good. However, there are a lot of good NFL teams without good fantasy football running backs. Look at the New England Patriots. When was the last time their running back finished top 12? It, it hasn't happened in a very long time. That's a rhetorical question. But but seriously, it, it's, it's absurd how far people will go to hate on Leonard Fournette. I think you could ask people, high up analysts, if they draft him in the 10th round, or draft Sam Darnold or something as backup quarterback, and they'd say Darnold has a better, better ADP, better value. It's it's crazy how much people hate Leonard Fournette. The main concern, the main concern for most people, is Chris Thompson. That's the huge concern. If we're throwing away any health concerns, because I'm not concerned about the health, Chris Thompson is the backbone of the Leonard Fournette hatred. Let's look at what Chris Thompson's done. First off, Chris Thompson is actually injury prone. If you're worried about uh <laughs> if you're worried about Leonard Fournette's health, you should worry about Chris Thompson's health before that. Last time he played over what okay, listen, 2019 he played 11 games. 2018 he played 10. 2017 he played 10. 2016 he played 16, that's the lone full season, 2015, 13. And I saw someone raise that stat, hey, Leonard Fournette's not really injury prone, Chris Thompson is. And he said, no, Leonard Fournette's missed what is 30% of his career games. That's because Leonard Fournette had one season where he had a serious injury and missed a lot of games. Chris Thompson, on the other hand, is consistently hurt every single year. There's a big difference. That's what we call injury prone. So I'm not worried about Chris Thompson that much. Also. If we uh, if we take what Chris Thompson has averaged over the past uh, you know couple of years at Washington, and we apply that and basically cut Leonard Fournette's receiving role, both in receptions and yards and receiving touchdowns, all of his stats, if we cut those in half, you know, compensating for Chris Thompson's involvement, and then we throw Leonard Fournette's total points or whatever back into 
the pool of uh, of PPR running back rankings, he finishes 19th overall. So why is he ranked below 19th? Are we expecting that much Chris Thompson in this offense? More than what he's done in Washington? Also, when he was in Washington, he was stealing work from Adrian Peterson, who I know, Adrian Peterson, is an amazing running back. However, right now in his career, he isn't as good as Leonard Fournette is. The most receptions he's seen in a career or was uh, was 43 receptions, which was in 2009. 2009, come on, guys. Since 2016, he hasn't seen more than 20 receptions in a season. Yeah, that's why Chris Thompson was getting that work. He was going, come on. I hate this this narrative that we can take any player's production and throw him onto a new team, and he's going to consume that same amount. Look, Chris Thompson has been a good PPR running back because Washington had no other pass catchers in the backfield. That's the truth. That's the honest truth. Leonard Fournette is a much better running back right now and pass catcher than Adrian Peterson is right now. I don't think he's going to steal that much work from Leonard Fournette. I don't see Chris Thompson cutting Leonard Fournette's receiving role directly in half. I don't see that happening. And even if he does, he's technically still a good value pick. Leonard Fournette is a profit-approved running back for 2020. I'm calling for a top 10 season. I'm calling for a top 10 season. Won't surprise me if he finished, you know, top five. I wouldn't be surprised. He wasn't that far away last year, and he did it with only three touchdowns in a way worse situation. So, all right, there's my uh, talk about Leonard Fournette. See, that I can't say all that on TikTok. I only have TikTok. I only have a minute. That was about seven minutes of Leonard Fournette propaganda shoved down your throat. Thank you very much. Profit-approved running back number two. You probably have all heard about him. J.K. Dobbins. Dude is a beast. J.K. Dobbins, holy smokes. His college stats, he was, not even stats, just watching him play in college. Great running back. Um... He uh, let me pull up his uh, you know college career stats. So in twenty seventeen he had fourteen hundred yards. Twenty eighteen he had one thousand yards. Twenty nineteen last year he had two thousand yards, twenty one touchdowns, two hundred forty seven receiving yards, and two touchdowns. Dude's a beast. Dude's a beast. Dude was uh, over two thousand yards from scrimmage and twenty three touchdowns. That's good. Now what happens? He gets drafted to the Baltimore Ravens. And people go, oh, he won't be good for fantasy. Mark Ingram's there. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Look at what the team's done to secure draft job, J.K. Dobbins. They spent an early second-round pick on J.K. Dobbins. Teams don't do that. Teams don't spend a second-round pick on a running back if they don't intend to use him. That's not how general managers work. Now, let's say... Mark Ingram is involved in the offense, which he will be. It's it's ridiculous to say he won't be involved. Well, the Ravens are the run-heaviest team in the NFL past couple of years, and drafting J.K. Dobbins screams they want to continue being run-heavy, but they don't want Lamar Jackson to have to run as much, which makes sense. They don't want him injured. So they draft J.K. Dobbins. It's going to be the same amount of rushing volume, but I think J.K. Dobbins will have a lot of touches. I don't think Ingram is in his prime anymore. 
I think J.K. Dobbins has been drafted to take over that backfield, to take a lot of the work off from Lamar Jackson, keep him healthy. And look, Mark Ingram is no longer as talented as he once was. J.K. Dobbins will be able to take over that backfield. May take a few weeks, may take half the season, but it's going to happen. And he's going to have production before he does that. And once he does do that, once he does take over the backfield, holy smokes. Top 12 running back in J.K. Dobbins. Yet, he's going late in these ESPN drafts. I'm going to pull up the ESPN Live Fantasy Football Draft Average Position. So these are live drafts. What's going on right now? J.K. Dobbins is going Goodness, I can't even find him. <laughs> He's going late. I think it's later than it was earlier. Um, running back position. Where Where is he? Holy smokes. He's farther down than the 34th. He's the 34th running back off the board. That's even later than he was. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Carry on Johnson. Injury prone. Has been, uh, they've drafted his replacement. Tariq Cohen. Darrell Henderson, Jordan Howard, these guys are going right around or before J.K. Dobbins. 2,000 yards last year in college in the Big Ten. Drafted to the run-heaviest team in the NFL. And he's the 34th running back off the board. You have got to be kidding me. The value, even if he never takes over the backfield, even if that never happens, He's still a phenomenal draft pick. ADP is the 109th pick off the board. 109 divided by 12 in the 12-man league on ESPN. He is going in the ninth round. (laughs) Ninth round. Ninth round for, oh my goodness, guys. J.K. Dobbins is the league winner. He's the guy this year. I'm convinced. I, I made a TikTok the other day about J.K. Dobbins. And I was like, look, he's going late. He's going to have a lot of opportunity. When talent meets opportunity, good things happen. And someone said they were avoiding him because Justice Hill is still in the backfield. My goodness, guys. Ninth round. Ninth round. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. It's funny to me. You know who else is going in the ninth round? Darrell Henderson. Zach Moss, backups, backups, backups who aren't that good. J.K. Dobbins isn't going to be a backup. He's going to be involved week one, incredibly talented, on a great offense, and people are sleeping on him. This is the one. This is the pick where people are going to look back and say, oh, my gosh, I missed out. I passed up J.K. Dobbins. That was the, that was the mistake. That was the mistake. I, I missed out. J.K. Dobbins is the guy this year. J.K. Dobbins is the guy who breaks out all over the place and everyone feels like an idiot for passing on him for nine rounds. Goodness gracious. All righty. Let's get to the next last or second last, I guess. Let's get to the last my guy, the last profit approved running back. This guy isn't going as late. He's another rookie. Not going as late, but still a very good value pick. Jonathan Taylor is going 58th pick overall. 58 divided by 12. He's going end of fourth round. End of fourth round is the 22nd running back off the board. 
Okay, okay, that sounds good. But when we look into who Jonathan Taylor is and the situation he's in, holy smokes. First off, the Colts traded up to select Jonathan Taylor. That means they want to use him. Teams don't trade up and then spend second-round picks on players unless they plan on using them. I know, I know Marlon Mack is going to be involved. I know Marlon Mack is good. I know, I know, I'm not an idiot. But I also know that Jonathan Taylor was one of the best runners in college football history. And he's now behind the best offensive line in the NFL on a team that ran 29 times per game. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to have a phenomenal season. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to have a phenomenal season. And, and, and Marlon Mack isn't a picture of health. 2019, he had a calf strain in week three, an ankle sprain in week four, and then a hand fracture in week 11. Before that, he had a hamstring strain and a concussion. He's had quite a few injuries in his two seasons. He's not a model of health, guys. There's a significant chance Marlon Mack misses time again. And Jonathan Taylor is a beast. Goodness, Jonathan Taylor, I think sixth overall in rushing yards. Yeah, six all-time rusher in NCAA history. First player in history to rush for more than 6,000 yards in a three-year span. My goodness. And you're really worried about Marlon Mack making him fantasy football irrelevant. Even if Marlon Mack and Taylor split a 50-50 share, 50-50, you know, 50-50 timeshare, I think uh, Jonathan Taylor is still a a good fantasy option because we take, uh, you know, the 29 run plays per game. That's 15 carries for both, 15 carries. Jonathan Taylor, 15 carries behind the best offensive line in the fifth round, fourth round. I'm taking it. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's more of a 70-30 split. Maybe week one, Marlon Mack is the vet, gets more of the opportunity. But Taylor, by the end, I think it's 70-30 at least. At least. Maybe 80-20. Oh, but Naheem Hines is there. I don't care about Naheem Hines. They've had Naheem Hines for a while, and he's never really done anything. They've never shown any interest in <laughs> giving him a large opportunity. And them trading up and drafting one of the best rushers of all time doesn't make me think, oh, they're really intending to use Naheem Himes this year. No, get out of here. Use some common sense. Jonathan Taylor is in an amazing situation, and he's an amazing runner. The pass catching, a little worrisome. Didn't have a lot of pass catching opportunity in college, but... He could surprise us. He could surprise us and have some receiving work. I don't think that's out of the question. So, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, the only reason he's not the breakout of the century like uh, Dobbins is is because he's going in the fourth round, meaning people are expecting good things from him, which, which, which I think I'm expecting great things. I'm a little more bullish on him. But fourth, fifth round, okay, that makes sense. But J.K. Dobbins going in the ninth round, that, that is ridiculous. But Jonathan Taylor... He should also be a great running back. Now, I know Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is the obvious choice, and that's why I didn't talk about him. He's gone fifth overall at this point. I just drafted him in a league, I think, first round, and uh, that's why I'm not talking about him. You're not going to have an opportunity to get uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. But J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor, and Fournette, if you don't get them, it's because you passed on them. And that means I can rub it in your face if you pass on them saying, I told you so. But Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you may not get the opportunity. So that's why he's not a profit-approved running back. 
Now, three other running backs that I didn't make profit approved, and I'm not going to talk about them a lot just because they're going early, you know, first, second rounds. But I still want to mention is guys that I absolutely love, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, and Austin Eckler. Um, Miles Sanders, pretty simple. He's a beast. He's a great pass catcher. He's a great runner. They didn't bring in a vet. He's going to have a lot of opportunity. Injury, a tiny bit concerning, but not overly concerning. And uh, he's basically the second receiving option on that team. I mean, they've got Zach Ertz. And then it's basically Miles Sanders, because I'm, I'm not too convinced that Alshon Jeffrey is going to be healthy there all season. <laughs> Hasn't happened in a long time. And same with Deshaun Jackson. So, I mean, he, he has potential to be the number two, number three receiving option and a workhorse running back. Great pick. Could resemble season a little bit like Christian McCaffrey. Josh Jacobs, amazing running back, amazing rookie season. Did it with a broken shoulder. He's going to be great this year. Not my favorite still, but I think he's great. And then Austin Eckler is another guy that I want to kind of endorse throw out there if you're in a PPR league. Austin Eckler is a great pick. He's kind of being slept on. He's falling further than I thought. I think he finished last year number four overall running back, and he's now being drafted as the 13th running back after uh, after quite a few guys, Kenyon Drake, Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, all going ahead of him. And I get that. I get that. But if you're at that 13th or 20th pick, yeah, 20th pick, he's always going mid-second round, then take Austin Eckler. You'll thank me later. He's going to be great. So those are just three other supplemental guys, uh, supplements for you to think about. Chomp your lips at uh, this draft. And yeah, that is the 2020 Profit Approved Running Back Edition podcast. There we go, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, sorry if I was a little too ener- Actually, I'm not sorry. I'm very energetic today because football is coming back. Football is coming back. Holy smokes, guys. <laughs> it feels amazing to say. And the Madden giveaway winner will be announced soon. If you want to win that, uh, go go check out my TikTok. There are a bunch of rules. But if you want to win an extra entry, go drop a five-star review on the podcast. I don't know. I'll try, uh, give a, put a, little, a good word with the, with the man uh, who produces the show. Good friend of mine. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you take this advice. And if you do, goodness, I hope it works out because otherwise I'm going to look like a complete and total idiot. Have a great weekend. Love you all. Bye.